Welcome to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jay Care, founder of LaunchPeer. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about what to do when your startup is approached to build some your application into a huge company's existing software and they haven't paid for it yet. <laughs> That's like the caveat to the whole thing. Do you do it? Do you not do it? If you're going to do it, then how do you go about doing it? All of that stuff. How do you determine whether or not a deal is big enough for you to take a risk and just do it anyway? Today's question comes from Bill in Bowling Green, Kentucky. He writes in, as we are now piloting our product with a few sales prospects, I have a large potential customer that would pilot the product if we were able to integrate with the time tracking platform they use. The platform does not have an open API, so my current plan would be to cold email message someone at the company and then try and network or navigate my way to someone senior that could grant me that access. Would love to hear your thoughts on how I should should proceed or hear your stories from how you approached integrations or company partnerships early on. This could be a huge deal for us. Hey, Bill, thanks for your question. This is a really risky proposition. All right. I'm hoping that you know this already. Uh, but for a lot of the startups that we work with, they are oftentimes approached with things like this, where the promise of having someone sign on as a customer is enough for them to want to build new features in, into their app or build new integrations into their app or something like that. But doing that is really, really dangerous. And it would be the same thing as if you were just, and we, we kind of coach this with some of the startups, like the validation process, just because you tell someone your idea and they look at you and say, yeah, that's great. I'd love to sign up for it when it's done. Doesn't mean that they're a potential customer. Because those kind of people, think of the alternative. Are they going to tell you to your face like, um, no, I think your idea sucks. I would never use that. <laughs> like, people aren't going to tell you that. They're going to tell you what you want to hear in the moment. When it's time for them to pull out their wallet, money talks a lot louder than someone's words. And a lot of times what happens is when it's, ready, when it's time for them to pull out their wallet, they won't do it. They just won't. And so in terms of val startup validation, I know that's a different topic, but in terms of startup validation, like talking to people is great. It really gets you a lot of information and feedback, but using it to determine whether someone will actually buy your product is kind of going away. I mean, it, it just doesn't, it's not one of the things that we really preach to our customers as much anymore. Sure. We tell them to go talk to as many people as they can get as much feedback as they can in order to figure out what they should build into their app and how they should build it. But we don't use it to tell them like, Hey, is someone going to buy this or not? Because the, what people tell you is not what they actually do in reality. So on that note, in Bill's scenario, um, I would be leaning against not doing it until you had something in writing because it sounds like this integration is going to be a lot of time, energy, and effort to do it. And I know that sucks to hear because it sounds like it's going to be a huge deal, but I would at least do my best to get something in writing, not an email, but like a letter of intent, something saying that if you build in this integration, they will sign on to be a customer. And these other people are business people. I know at first it sounds crazy, right? Like, well, I'm just going to build it. Like, who cares? Like, it's such a big deal for us. Like, I can't just let this go by. But think of the alternative. You spend months of time or weeks of time, a ton of your development team's energy, your money to build this in. And then what happens in a month when the CTO walks away? 
and they decide we don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't, I don't even know what that was. Like that email that he sent you, like, we're not using your product. That could happen. I've seen that happen. And you don't want that to be you. You don't want to be the one sitting there holding the bag. And so by having a letter of intent with the company is a smart move. And for them, like I said, these are business people. All you have to do is present them the case and say, okay, great. This is going to take some of our development and engineering team's time. If you really are serious about this, is there any way that we can sign a letter of intent saying that once we are done building that in, and if we have it done within the next X number of weeks that you will sign on for the product at this rate or whatever, it just has to be like a one page document. It doesn't have to be a whole lot. You can literally search letter, letter of intent stuff online. And they're usually like two paragraphs and sure. It's not like crazy legally binding in court. I'm sure they could walk away from it at any point, but at, at, at the very least, like at least, you know, they're hundred percent bought in. It's not just someone saying something one person at the company saying like, yeah, if you do that, then I'll do it. And I don't know your exact situation, Bill. Maybe you already had them sign a letter of intent or maybe you had them sign something, but whatever, like for anyone else listening to this, including Bill, I would have them sign something, especially if it's that much effort. Okay. And I preach the same thing to our customers where it's not a lot of effort. And you probably hear this advice all the time where, you know, Hey, you have a, you have an existing product, you launched it in the market and you have a bunch of customers giving you, um, like, or not a bunch of customers, but a bunch, bunch of people chatting in saying like, Oh, well, I would use your product if it did this or if it did that or whatever. Like you want to just take that one person who says like, Oh, I think you guys should add this feature in that one person. You wouldn't be like, okay, yeah, let me tell my engineering team to go ahead and add that for that one person. No, you would want a group of people to say, yeah, I want that. It, ideally, you'd want your customers to be telling you this. You'd want your customers telling you what features to build into it. You want your customers to tell you what things to fix or things to change or integrations to add or whatever, because they're the ones paying you money. And so with them, when you have this situation where you could potentially spend a lot of time and energy and effort trying to get this integration built in, you're risking a lot a lot of time and energy that you could be spending building other things into your application that are more in line with what it is that your potential customer would want. So I know that that's not the greatest thing to hear. I'm guessing that Bill might've wanted me to say like, yeah, you would just build it in. Like we should just do it. Like, no, you should not just go in and do it. I've seen too many startups get burned when they do that. And then they're left holding the bag. So now that I've covered that on to Bill's other question, which is how would he navigate talking to the company in order to get access to that platform? So it looks like Bill wants to integrate with the third party, which is a third party that the company he wants to sign the deal with is trying like already uses. And so if they build the integration in to that third party, then that company who Bill wants to deal with will sign on. Now, the best way to do that is to go find like some sort of API documentation, but it looks like the platform doesn't have an open API. But typically, if you do outreach to that company, and I would start off with the support desk, reach out to them if they have a chat widget on their website or they have a contact form, I would reach out that way and say, hey, you know, I'm uh, the founder or CEO or tech person for this company and we're trying to integrate with your platform. Do you have any open API that's just not publicly accessible? 
And a lot of times what you'll find is they, a lot of them do. Uh, they just don't advertise it because they don't want everybody to know about it. They want they don't want to be inundated with support requests for this open API that's free for people to access, sometimes free for people to access. Um, they just don't want to deal with it. So if somebody wants it, they'll, they'll talk to them one-on-one and figure out whether or not they should give you access. But that's usually the best way to start. You don't want to just jump straight to like emailing the CTO or CEO or whatever. Now, if you try to write their support desk and they don't answer you, or you email their contact form and they don't answer you, then yeah, go ahead and like reach out to someone higher up at the company. Go on LinkedIn or go on their website and try to find who the CTO is and email them directly. But I would start off with the lowest, easiest, like the lowest hanging fruit. The people that you can reach out to literally right now as you're listening to this podcast. Most of the time, those people will have an answer. Because for customer support people at companies, like they hold a lot of cards. Like they know everything about what's happening at that company, not in terms of like revenue and stuff like that, but like what products they offer, how they offer those products, what services they have, how they work, all of those things. I say the two people at a company that know the most about that company, other than like the leadership team are going to be the salespeople and the customer service people. And I'd honestly lean more towards the customer service people than the salespeople. Because the customer service people are the ones that are closest to the customer, and they're also the ones that have to be the most educated on what the company does, how they do it. And so those are going to be the people that probably have the answers that you're looking for. So, Bill, I would start there and then work your way up from there. Um, So anyway, good luck on structuring that deal. Try not to get burned. If you go ahead and go forward with this, just know that you are taking a big risk, but I'm hoping that big risk pays off. Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. If you haven't already, go over to launchpeer.club and sign up to join our free Facebook community with other entrepreneurs trying to build, launch, and scale their own startups. And also, we'd love it if you gave us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps us spread the word about the podcast. And the more entrepreneurs who know about it, the more questions that we'll get and the more help that we can give to entrepreneurs just like you. 